What's up, Gang Cotton Nation? Tasha Wanna make a hit checking in. And you're about to hear the show presented by Express Sun Columbia. Spurs up. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10. here in Columbia, what has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Williams Bryce Stadium is second to none. And the raid breaks out in Columbia. It is good! Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! You believe the cops have won this game. Here are your hosts, JC Sherbert. Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm gonna tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. Welcome in to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. I am J.C. Sherbert. He is Phil Mullinax. J.B. is in the mountains of Maggie Valley, North Carolina, uh, having some fun and taking a break. Uh, I'm back to my uh, normal hairstyle today since I am uh, running point here on the show. Uh, With David Cloninger, one of our absolute favorite guests coming up in the second hour. I'm sure D.C.'s got a lot to say, so we're looking forward to hearing from him. And uh, this... uh, we're here in the Sonorama Studios, by the way. I guess I have to say that now with, with uh, JB out. Uh, I guess we, he easily takes care of all that. I got to get I got to get my sea legs back under me to captain right. the ship, bud. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, good to be with you today. Uh, over the top interaction today on the Nana Sports chat box, the award winning Nana Sports chat box, and certainly we appreciate Chris and everything he's done. Also, shout out to Daniel I Help Consulting Mailbag. Uh, we have some questions uh, with that uh, that we'll get into uh, pretty soon. In fact, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it in the from the iHelp Consulting mailbag. Uh, John comes in, Gamecock likes. Hey, JC, you had a rant today's episode about a self-help book, but didn't mention the name. What is it called? It's called The Way of the Superior Man by David Dita. Um, that book and some other stuff, material that I, I read online, I went through a pretty bad time in my life personally, uh, just with the relationships and things like that. Uh, got divorced in 2011, uh, about 2014. I realized I was just kind of floating out in the ocean and rudderless, I guess, with my approach to, uh, the opposite sex. I had lots of girlfriends and none of it seemed to work out. So it was, uh, <laughs> uh I, I took a, I took a break from it and, uh, ended up, um, trying to kind of edge myself and, uh, I don't know. Some some guys probably don't need to read that stuff. Some guys probably do. Uh, I know a few of my friends that probably could use it, but um, a few of them don't. So 
Uh, everybody's different. Um, I brought that up yesterday because I, I only think, Phil, that we can only talk to Sawyer about resiliency so many times, <laughs> you know, because yeah, uh, we're keep all the mental edge sports. fresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we're talking sports here, so uh, but the mental edge, we can get into some other topics and stuff. So uh, that's why I brought it up. But uh, yeah, John, that's called the way of the superior man, and uh, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's uh, uh, some some females don't like it, I think, because they think because they know it's true. But in uh, some people borderline have called it misogynistic, but I, I don't think it is. I think it's a very respectful uh, book as far as women go and, and things like that. So, uh, and, and it actually kind of teaches you a lot about how to respectfully handle uh, relationships and, and things like that with, with members of the opposite sex and teaches you a lot about your essence and, and all that good stuff. So I, I highly recommend it, but uh, like I said, I'm not a, trained psychologist <laughs> i'm not a psychologist at all uh so uh don't don't blame me if you go read the book and you're like this, this doesn't work you can don't respect my psychology you know uh mm-hmm. or something like that you know don't don't blame me um and and by the way somebody uh somebody did a cut down jan's bennett uh jan's my buddy that does the beer tree they cut the limb down that the beer cans were on those oh, beer no. tree. I'm like, dude, that's isn't that again? That like a, a desecrating a national monument or something? Can't you go to jail for that? <laughs> Didn't President Trump say, you know, let's put him in prison if you do? That's probably we need to go back over there uh, with that. All right, award winning Nana Sports chat box going to get right to it. By the way, Gamecocks won last night in baseball, eight to one. Yeah, uh, pretty nice win over the Citadel. Eli Jerzenbeck looked really good. Team seems to be hitting the ball pretty well um got got uh my alma mater the alma mater of phil's wife the usc upstate spartans tonight the mighty spartans at floor field over in greenville so another trip to, to greenville for the gamecocks tonight uh, against upstate uh could be a pretty entertaining game upstate coming off of a i don't know what they did last night but they're coming off of a sweep getting swept at troy of course coached by former gamecock tyler mead skylar mead Lost to uh, Sacred Heart last night. Sacred Heart? Went down four in a row here. You don't ever want to lose to the small schools with Catholic, you know, Saint whatever or (laughs) Sacred Heart. In baseball, I mean, basketball, you're taking that from one of those teams. But uh, By the way, speaking of basketball, congratulations to Darren freaking Horn. Yeah. Taking the, the Northern Kentucky Norse to the NCAA yep. tournament, so that he never did at Carolina, but did cool. once at Western Kentucky. Uh, and um, mm-hmm. he's been right there knocking on the door, just like Bob Ritchie at Furman. So uh, there has been a coach that is that has coached basketball uh, after Carolina uh, and gotten a job and had some success. Bill Foster. Uh, took another job after Carolina and went uh, to Northwestern, but didn't, didn't do so hot there. Uh, Horn in the NCAA tournament at Northern Kentucky. Uh, and, of course, Frank Martin. Very ugly loss for those guys. I mean, it, it – it, 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 you know, they've been kind of 500-ish this year, back and forth, a lot like some of uh, so his average Carolina teams. Uh, but uh, 71 to 38. Yeah, they went they down. Are. Not happy was, with uh, Frank's performance up there at UMass this year. Yeah. There's a lot of rumblings. Yeah, they're 
questioning. I mean, but you know, that's a tough job, but they, they started out really well. They beat Colorado. I think did they beat Texas A&M. I think they, uh, in the Myrtle beach tournament, they played, they played some ball and then boy, it just uh, kind of fell apart for the, the Minutemen this year. That's, I have a feeling Frank either be okay or kind of seeing the end of Frank. Um, yeah. And I don't know which one it, it is. I mean, I, I think it's going to be kind of a feast or famine. Either he's going to turn that thing or in three or four years, it's going to be like, wow, same old, same old issues that pop up. But, um, you know, certainly a disappointing – because I, I kind of pull for him, you know. I, I pull for him more than Darren Horn. I mean, come on. But uh, <laughs> anyway, the Norse, uh, I like their – I like their uh, they're mask of the Norse. The We're the Norse. Northern Kentucky Norse. Uh, that's right outside of Cincinnati too. So um, that's a, that's a pretty good deal. With yeah, they're they're going dancing. Furman's going dancing. So um, I don't know what's up with College of Charleston. They 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 won their game last night still, but uh, uh, I think Charleston. But um, I don't know. I have to look it up. But anyway, March Madness is in uh, full effect here. Uh, so um, <clears throat> certainly happy with that. Again, David Cloninger coming up second hour tomorrow. It's going to be a very special day. Uh, we have uh, Mark Kingston, head baseball coach, joining nice. us at the top of the show tomorrow. JB is going to pop in for that from the mountains, uh, just so me and Phil don't embarrass ourselves with uh, questions about baseball. Uh, I'm just kidding. We we, we can handle it. But, <laughs> we uh, can hold our own. That's <laughs> I, I, think, I think JB. I think he wants to do it. You know, because he, he he gets a kick out of. Obviously, doing the show and everything else. Um, so, we certainly are looking for plus Phillips uh, tomorrow uh, and all that good stuff. So, uh, welcome in, sit back, uh, hold on to your hats, and away we go. Craiger was first in the chat box this morning. Oh, by the way, okay, we're going to have a contest giveaway. You get a McKellar Enterprises beanie. I'm going to send you a Carolina Rise shot glass and koozie. Um, Maybe a Carolina Ross trucker hat and some inside the Gamecocks, the show stickers. Uh, and just a nice little prize pack. Maybe a Carolina Ross t-shirt too. Um, but you guys in the chat box are our contestants. And so if you're on the chat box, you're obviously, uh, you know, part of the internet, right? Mm. Uh, you're on the internet. So it, I, can't, I can't make it easy, right? I can't just ask a straight trivia question. <clears throat> so we're going to do a little word association or, 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 or a relative word guess. Guess who I'm talking about, right? Uh, and we'll give you an example. So I'm going to give you three words or three, you know, not three words, but three, uh, three uh, items of association. How about that? Uh, like if I were talking about J.C. Sherbert, I, would, I, I could say uh, Fred Flintstone because I have a big head. Uh, I could say uh, Chris Clark because Chris Clark from Kaisel and Jay Sherbert, we do kind of the same job, you know. Uh, and I could say Spartanburg because that's where I'm from. Mm. Okay. And uh, you have to guess JC Sherbert. Now, also, what you have to keep in mind is it, the answer is always going to be a Gamecock. And I'll even give you the sport. Okay. Uh, and so see if you can guess it. See if this is hard or easy. First person in the chat box to, to get the answer will win. But first, we're going to catch up on the chat box so I don't lose track of the chat box. <laughs> I'm scrolling through and somebody's got the end and I send the prize back to the wrong person. Uh, oh, also, 
in the prospect. I'm going to send you a signed uh, autographed baseball from a Gamecock baseball player. Don't ask me who yet because I got to go check the inventory because I got a bunch of them. Uh, and some of them, the guys, when they sign, they don't have the best penmanship, right? Mm. <laughs> and so I've got to go cross-reference the numbers if they submit their number on it to, to figure <laughs> out who they are. It's just like, everybody's screwed. Uh, but, but it'll be a pretty good player. So I hope you all in the chat box are excited about that. And you know, once you win, send fill your address, T-shirt size, all that, and I'll get you a nice prize pack out. And I mean, it's all about the McKellar Enterprises beating, right? It's all about that. Because I mean, uh, Meredith sent one to me, and I have one that I wear, and then I've got one, one to give away to you fine folks out there. So Craig's first in the chat box. Good morning, guys. Seven days brings up there's a bit last night. Uh, it's just those the nasty stuff dude was dealing. He is. He and James Hicks. Uh, Monty Lee mentioned it on the show earlier uh, this week when we had him on. I mean, those guys are Phil, throwing – I mean, to have those two uh, in your bullpen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That you don't have to count on to start on the weekends. Imagine that. I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, and uh, both uh, both got in in the Clemson series. Eli in the first game, and then Hicks in the second. Shoo, buddy, boy, mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's a good weapon to have. Gamecocks keep hitting the ball. I mean, they have the pitching. I think to have a really really good year. This could be um, a very special season for them for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I guess maybe, and maybe it's. You know, I think JB and I and and, and Whittle are probably because you know Whittle obviously baseball expert. By the way, he's going to be on Gamecock Pod live with Keith this afternoon. Oh. Um, so check that out. John Whittle will be a guest on that one uh, in live streams as well. Uh, nice. You know, if you look at uh, you know, I think that they would agree with me that you know some folks are like all oh, fifteen and fifteen, fourteen and sixteen, something like that in the SEC. I don't know about that. I mean, you look at the schedule, it is challenging. It's the Southeastern Conference, but it's not like the school doesn't set up this year baseball as brutal as maybe it was two years ago when Carolina was a regional team. But man, they got they had Arkansas, Mississippi State, all those good teams from the West. Uh, you do have LSU, you do have Arkansas, you do have Mississippi State. Mississippi State's not super duper. Um, but you also catch some other other schools. I, I think with Missouri and Georgia to open the SEC season, the Gamecocks, if they're clicking on all cylinders, can, can start five and one in the league or four and two. Missouri seems to always sneak a win in for whatever reason. <laughs> but uh, it's um, I don't know, man. I just uh, I have I have a good feeling about how things are going. There will be times that you know things are are down, but. Uh, I think with the way some of these guys are pitching and the depth of the pitching staff uh, and all that good stuff um, was in there. Craig was like he was filthy. Um, hey, well, John. He's, he's, little, he's weird to watch pitch too, man. He's all over the place. Got a <laughs> strange windup, you know, hey. If you're in the batter's box against this Jerson Beck kid, you're the first couple you see from him, you're probably like, What in the hell is he doing? <laughs> you know, he's doing throwing you some nasty junk that you're either gonna swing and miss on or is gonna sneak in there to strike you out. <laughs> I know, but I, I, I agree. It, it, it reminds me of Chad Blackwell, who's one of my all time favorite Gamecock pitchers. We've we talked to the bottom about him in preseason that uh, Chad Blackwell. 
it was on the 04 team that finished third in the country, went to Omaha, lost, unfortunately, to a really good Fuller, Cal State Fullerton team. Um, that dude, I, I, I could never figure out how anybody could hit him because he, he just looked like a like an octopus out there winding up and, and chunking it. And I'm like, how in the hell? You know, you're sitting there in the batter's eyes. I was like, how do, they, how do they even do it? That's why baseball, hitting a baseball is so hard because you got guys like that. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. Um, uh, so John says it's so nice to not have the midweek kicking the ball so far this season. Not knock on all available wood, jinx, jinx, no jinx. So good morning to my fellow clowns. Yeah, uh, win your midweek games. That's a, you know, Ray Tanner was the most successful baseball coach here, right? Uh, Carlos had some good ones. Junior Reigns was good. Bobby Richardson was good. Um, but that was the Tanner philosophy. You know, don't lose your midweek games. Uh, don't overschedule your team in the midweek. Um, you know, don't get swept at home. Uh, or, I mean, don't get swept on the road and uh, win on Sundays. That was kind of his philosophy. And so, uh, and hey, so far so good. <laughs> with With that. 12 and one, hard to argue with that. Uh, Sean says, how does 2024 recruiting look coming up? Really good. I think the Gamecocks, uh, right now, everybody from football, everybody's kind of off and on vacation or something like that. But uh, it's going to crank back up here pretty soon when they start spring practice, lots of visits, um, possibly some commits. Uh, you know, you've got – the two in-state, the three in-state kids that I kind of have my own right now, Josiah Thompson, obviously from Dillon, Kelvin Hunter, the safety from West Florence, then Blake Franks from Greenville is still out there. Um, I think some folks are kind of uh, a little nervous about him, like fan-wise, because he's, you know, kind of seemed like he was going to commit and then he didn't. Uh, so you never know. But um We'll see what happens, right, with all that. And then a lot of out-of-state guys coming in, especially this guy. Clint asked me about where would you rank Dylan Stewart nationally. Oh, boy, that's tough. Uh, Thumbs, like, fifth is kind of stuck in my mind a little bit. Um, But I don't know. And somebody asked about Charles Power coming on the show yesterday, and people were like, well, he works for on three. It probably would be on on their end a a competitive situation. I don't know about our end, you know, if, if I would get in trouble with, I mean, because we, the, the podcast and everything does live on CBS's servers. Um, I don't know if I would get in trouble for that or not, because they're, they're kind of, they're real zen about things. I mean, people have ESPN analysts and stuff that they stream as guests on CBS, you know, so yeah. I don't know. Charles is a really good friend of mine. Uh, I know his dad, I know his brothers, really well, his brother's been in the chat box before. Oh, Andrew Power, you know, Andrew, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I have an immense amount of respect for his ability to evaluate football talent. I mean, the guy he 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 could go work um, at Carolina in the recruiting office with Taylor Edwards easily as one of his film guys, and and be very very credible with it. Um, it was just an honor to work with him at twenty four seven Sports. Like I said, I've known him for years, uh, and he's a Carolina graduate. So um, we have a lot of good uh, Carolina people that can evaluate football talent, right? Uh, so, uh, so I, I I'm not disagreeing on the Dylan, Dylan Stewart ranking. It's just something, that, and, and you know what I would have to do, Clint, is I would have to myself to say where I would like actually. I, I would have to identify my number one 
Um, and, and I just watching him, it's not like a like with Jadebi and Clowney. You know, we were having a conversation when he came around at ESPN. It's like, well, who's number one in 2011? Uh, Jadebi and Clowney or Jadebi and Clowney? Or maybe Jadebi and Clowney. <laughs> uh, that was a no-brainer. Um, you know, I, I think I think Trevor Lawrence, had it not been for Justin Fields in the same class that caused some discussion, I don't think it would have lied. Trevor Lawrence is a no-brainer to me. Even though some people had Fields, I wouldn't have had Fields. I would have stuck with Trevor. So, um I don't know that there is a no-brainer number one in this class. Uh, and so I'd have to do that uh, with that. Um, uh, 76 has the first hour available. He's taking some training courses. Uh, Keith has the the promo here, Whittle and Emily Adams, to talk women's basketball cool, uh, about the season of perfection. Nice avatar there, Keith. Mm-hmm. Uh, right there. Uh, Jay, Jan's like second time in three years they've taken down the beer tree limb. I'm like, I, who who do I who do I write? A, do I write? Can I write a nasty Karen like a Karen letter? Karen letter. <laughs> Let me speak to the manager. This is just not going to fly. Stop cutting Jan's tree down. Uh, J- Joey, who lives in Kentucky, people always talk about Darren Horn here in Kentucky. I just tell them we don't bring his name up down in South Carolina dark times. Yeah. Uh, I was in Columbia the first horn season, and it was actually an exciting season. Uh, John Barber, who uh, expressed sunrooms of Columbia, go by the way, if you want a sunroom, go give John a call. Um, he had some floor seats that year, and he couldn't always go because he was living in Charleston at the time. And so me and the ex-wife, we got to see almost all those games at floor level. Uh, you know, in the 08-09 season. Uh, and it's exciting, you know, that game that they threw the pass and beat Florida at the buzzer. I think it's – who was it, Mike Holmes that got it? Uh, from, or Sam Frederick from Mike Holmes. Uh, Devin Downey was on that team. Uh, their strength of schedule was just bad. And uh, they ended up laying an egg against Mississippi State in the tournament and won 21 games but didn't get in the tournament. Won the SEC East. With a ten and six conference record, uh, but didn't get in the tournament. Um, and uh, so, you know, uh, that was that was the, the highlight of the Horn era. <laughs> or the na- the next year, they went fifteen and sixteen and beat number one Kentucky at home. But after that, it was all downhill. He was not well liked. Uh, it was a hire. Uh, people talk about uh, making hires on the cheap around here a lot, and and clearly, a lot of times they don't really. They're, they're off base about it. Um, that was a hire that was made on the cheap. At the time, uh, Eric Hyman did not uh, allocate a lot of resources or the, the athletic department was – they were going through a lot of uh, financial restructuring and stuff. Uh, but you know what? Also hired Don Staley the exact same year. So that, that worked out pretty well. That worked out pretty well. It's working out pretty well. Uh, UMass had more rebounds than points. Kind of impressive in a terrible way, Day says. Um, Xavier says, uh, missed the show because he was sick yesterday. Vinegar based barbecue is the best. I could eat pulled pork with apple cider vinegar on it. I like the vinegar, the vinegar and cracked pepper stuff. Um, you know, I uh, I almost got some barbecue after we got off yesterday, Phil. And, uh, <laughs> after figured, this, I figured out we were, we were going to bingo later, so I was like, ah, hell probably just need to eat a salad or something. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't want to get too full and take a nap before bingo. 
Uh, Clint said, I had no idea Andrew and Charles were brother, didn't Andrew? Yeah, Andrew and James Power uh, is also their brother. He also was a tight end at Marshall. So, um, yeah, they, the, the Power Boys. And their dad's name's Chuck. Chuck. He's got, he, Chuck's got this voice. Like, That's a man's name. <laughs> Chuck. JC. Chuck Power. How you doing? He <laughs> sounds just like that. I love Chuck Power. He's now, Yeah, he's a Myrtle Beach insurance salesman and all that. Um, Quantrell says uh, Charles Power was beating the drum about Lenore Sellers before everybody. Um, and John has one more question, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, break because we got to get to a break, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just yep. keep talking. <laughs> JC, you think Shane's building up to have that massive June commit wave again via the cookouts and meetups and such? Seems to really work well. Yeah, June's always going to be with the way it's structured now. The calendar, uh, it's going to be a big official visit month, and you're going to get. A, uh, a swell of commits. And really, Carolina, with the exception of a handful of players, is usually 80% of the way done by the time they kick it off, which I think is kind of cool because it gives us something to talk about all summer instead of, hey, this list ranks the top 15 quarterbacks in the Southern Conference. Let's, let's discuss. Um, all right, so uh, – Let's go um, Big Slamma Jamma Stadium Project News. He wants – he's demanding it. All right, so here we go. I'm going to do the word association and let this marinate. And uh, you guys give me the answer. It is a Gamecock. It comes from the sport of football. So here we go. Tom Landry, Americus, Georgia, and the Buffalo Bills. And we'll get to break – and see if you can come up with who is that Gamecock. Uh, that's what we'll call it. Who Who's is that, that Gamecock? Gamecock? Who's that Who's Gamecock? Gamecock? Uh, and uh, winner gets the prize pack. And uh, marinate on that, sir, right after these messages. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters, and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? 
yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that, or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm getting on that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks the show this is former all-american shortstop drew meyer and you're listening to inside the gamecocks the show go gamecocks Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662, to discuss how they can bring a bit more sunshine into your life this summer. And, of course, Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane sponsor uh, the first hour of the show. Give Cindy a call for your upstate residential real estate needs, 864-414-5271. And we broadcast live, of course, from the Sinorama Studios. They are your preferred sign partner at Gamecock Athletics and should be yours, too. Full-service sign company handles design, production, install service. Sinorama has everything you need to create the best look for you. They can even do vehicle wraps and graphics if you are a business owner or really just want to show your Gamecock support by having a big cock on the side of your car. They will be happy to help you with that down at Sonorama of Columbia. Yeah, I want to also tell you about Tristan and a couple of painters. All right, so if you're responsible or, or just uh, get after it, it's tax season, right? You've already got that <laughs> refund coming in. It's a good good idea to maybe uh, get your get that old wall repainted or get the room repainted. Maybe you're expecting a kid and you want to paint it blue or pink or put little bunnies on the wall or something <laughs> like that. Uh, Tristan at a couple of painters. These guys are licensed all over South Carolina and Georgia. 803-522-6832. If you tell me here on the show, you get 10% off. If you're military, and I know we got a lot of military, ex-military veterans and guys like that, uh, 10% off. uh, And repeat customers get 10% off. So uh, get that that nursery looking right. Put 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 some buddies on the wall. That's right. For goodness sake. Fluffy this bunnies needs fluffy bunnies. <laughs> it needs it now. Get the fluffy right. bunnies now. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> give Tristan for a couple of painters a, a, a big call. Uh, Clint, all right, I got to make it a little harder. <laughs> Next time. Clint, yeah. one of the, I mean, it wasn't even like uh, Clint and Craig were like one second. So, uh, Clint, uh, send Phil uh, your uh, t shirt size. And uh, send Phil your address. I think we have it because I think you've won before. But uh, 
Um, you got it. The answer was Dan Reeves. Of course, he coached for Tom, played for Tom Landry with the Cowboys. He's from America's Georgia, and he is a multiple-time Super Bowl loser like the Buffalo Bills. Never won it. Took the Falcons ah. and Broncos there, but uh, came up short. I'll, I'll never forget that. Uh, I don't know if you were around during the time or not. Your wife was at the the Super Bowl party when the Falcons played the Broncos, uh, and I, I dropped something in the keg, and that wasn't cool. Oh, I've heard that story. Yes, you're right. I was not there in person, but I do know yeah, what you're you talking about. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I committed the ultimate party foul for the for 1999. You know, indeed. Um, <laughs> Dan was born in Rome, Georgia. Can't be, but he went to school in Americas, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, sort of. Yeah, he was born in Rome, Americas, Georgia. Yeah, Americas, Americas. Americus. I grew up in Americus, Georgia. So, sorry. He was born in Rome, grew up in Americus. Um, so, there we go. I always thought that was an interesting name for a city. Americus. Indeed. Americus. 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 Um, so, anyway. So, go go ahead and uh, and we, we'll get you that and get you a signed baseball out. And I've got, I'll probably mail that out today. Probably maybe tomorrow. Something like that. Get it to you. Uh, Clint. Yeah, just shoot it to me, Clint, to inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com, which yeah, is how and, you get uh, into yeah. the iHelp Consulting Mailbag as well. Yeah, exactly. And include your shirt size, too, because I've got shirt sizes. So, anyway, thank you so much to everybody that's participated. And I'll have to make uh, the word association a little harder, but I, I'm going to make it harder. I would guarantee you we'll have a day where you none of nobody gets the answer. Yeah, we'll have to bring Probably it up not. then and do something a bit more current, too, for our. Uh, for our younger, our younger crowd, like Quantrill, yeah. BRC, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm not playing Jeopardy against Clint or Craig 76. <laughs> they figured out the secret of the clicker, how to click in first. <laughs> yeah, uh, no doubt about it. But, yeah, big baseball win last night. Gamecocks in upstate tonight. Um, you know, you it's, uh, tickets to that game, but you can't get them through the uh, – can't get them through Gamecock – online because it's not is, at is the usc stadium. upstate hoarding the tickets are they are they hoarding no. the tickets and not letting uh probably just they don't want to the gamecock crowd to overshadow the spartans <laughs> also tonight sec men's basketball tournament tips off uh 7 oh, yeah. p.m gamecocks and the old miss rebels uh it's a winnable Carolina game tonight in oxford yeah get, get to that 12 wins um, Gamecocks are 0 and 4 on the on neutral sites this year. Uh, disappointingly lost in Greenville, uh, where I think before that game, neither the well, did the, the women lost the women did lose there one time, but only once. Uh, I think the men and women were something like 10 and 1 combined in that building. Um, so and that was the first men's loss because, of course, the Gamecocks beat Clemson there. Uh, when Clemson had to play their home schedule there in 15-16. And then in 16-17, of course, the Gamecocks defeated Marquette and Duke uh, to advance to the Sweet 16 out of the Bond Scores Wellness Arena. So, unfortunately, this this year's team lost to freaking East Carolina. <laughs> At home, I mean, it, it, so yeah, all that's just out the window. Now. I was thinking the other day, Phil, I'm like, man, that, that Final Four run seems like a, like it was 10 years ago. It was six. Six yeah, years but, ago, 
That seems like a life. We're man, so far away from that now. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, you know, nope. it's, it's uh, all the stress of that year too about them maybe not getting in after the previous year and the Gamecocks lost to Alabama again in the SEC tournament first round. And, you know, then, then the committee did them a solid, put them in Greenville as the seven seed. And, you know, I, I thought, heck, if they just win one game, that'd be a successful season, right? But yeah. lo and behold, they beat, they got hot in the second half against Duke. And it was, uh, they were one of the best, they're probably the best basketball team in the country for two or three weeks, uh, I, I think, you know, and uh, who knows what would have happened had, and the flu, not it's just the Gamecocks <laughs> luck, you know. The final four and the flu hits the team, and uh, in that in that final four game, I was there. I mean, that Gamecocks gave it all. I mean, gave Gonzaga all they had, uh, and got behind fourteen, and then stormed back, and just I think kind of ran out of gas at the end. And that that, was, that one shot, that tall kid from Gonzaga, I, I swear. Uh, I, everybody around me jumped a foot in the air because they thought it came off. And it, it was just like a, like a bowling pin. It was like, oh, I'm going to tip over. And no, I'm not. No. Yep. Tip right back in. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's like a tip. They went at 68, 67 at that point because Carolina was actually up two. And they seized the momentum back, the, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. So Gonzaga's a great program until they get to the championship game. And then they just, <laughs> I don't know what it is about. About that. They're talking about them joining the Big 12, too. I'm like, that's peculiar. Well, <laughs> uh, it's so all Spokane, weird nowadays, yeah. <laughs> Spokane, Washington to Lubbock, Texas. That, that, that's that's going to be a fun flight, right? Or no, Spoke, so the Big 12, Spokane to Orlando to play mm-hmm. UCF. Shoe buddy. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, I thought that was that was pretty, pretty interesting uh, there. But uh, that was um, – it was just one of those games. It was one of those games. So that was uh, that was crazy. Hey, uh, Blind Squirrel, who is a Georgia Bulldog, is in the uh, chat box. He says, sorry, a bit late. America's the beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Day says Mark Ryan's going to be like, wow, how about Upstate having more fans than the Gamecocks here tonight? Yeah, right. <laughs> that would That's be exactly how it's going to go. <laughs> that would be a classic. Yeah, Zach Collins was the kid's name to hit the three for Gonzaga, by the way. So yeah, Dace is six. I'm probably being Captain Obvious here. Dace says six years is a really long time. So no surprise, it feels like so long ago. Yeah, think about what else happened in those six years. We've had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, no doubt in the world. So uh, you know, it, it's kind of been crazy. Uh, Adam says he's convinced we would run the title. Adam, I agree with you, and that's simply because I watched North Carolina both of those games. I've watched them play Oregon. And, and you know what sucked is 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 actually that the Gamecocks had the first game that night because I had to sit there because you know you, you have to book these packages right because uh, they're last minute so we got on a me and my buddy got we, we got the package we got a charter jet out of Columbia uh, it was a Southwest Airline uh, charter of course Southwest does not fly into Columbia but it was a Southwest plane so we fly out there they put us up in Scottsdale it's bougie. It's nice, and they bus us to the state, you know. But the whole thing is, you have to stay. <laughs> you, you can't just say, ah, let's dip. Gamecocks are out. Let's dip, which is what, exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, and uh, so we had to sit there through North Carolina, play to watch watch the Tar Heels, 
And, and actually, the Tar Heel fans were kind of pulling for South Carolina, believe it or not. I ran into some nice Tar Heel ladies outside, and they were like, we're pulling for you guys. I'm like, you look really nice in blue, ma'am. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, I lost, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and uh, so you sit there, but North Carolina looked very, I say, it, uninspired, believe it or not, to be at a final four because uh, they almost blew the lead against Oregon. And then they beat Gonzaga's butt pretty good, but Gonzaga played terribly. Just like mm-hmm. when Gonzaga played Baylor a couple of years ago for the title, terribly. Um, so it's kind of a ho hum thing. So I think that South Carolina team, had they been healthy, had they won, North Carolina would have probably really had problems with the way the game guys played defense because Oregon and uh, Gonzaga didn't really guard them. Uh, and of course they had a lot of great athletes and, and that kind of thing. So uh, that's the deal there. Uh, yeah. He says North Carolina lost to Arkansas in round two. Arkansas blew it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was, uh, that was one of the things, John, who's from the Pacific Northwest, everyone around his part says uh, this is Gonzaga's year, but they never seem, never seem able to get over the top too many games against St. Mary's. Maybe that's it. They want to toughen them up, you know, because the Big 12 is a hell of a basketball conference, uh, even without Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, you, you got Texas Tech played for all the marbles a couple of years ago. You have Oklahoma State, you have Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State's had its moments. Baylor's certainly national champions a few years ago. Uh, TCU's been pretty good. I mean, top to bottom, that's a great conference. And then, you know, BYU's always pretty good. UCF has some potential. Cincinnati and West Virginia are good. Cincinnati's a historically great basketball school. Um, So they're about to get even better. Imagine if they add Arizona to that league, too. They have the corner schools. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You got Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and – Colorado coming in. So that, that would be a heck of a basketball conference. Um, so we'll see uh, see right there uh, what happens. Um, BRC says the Muschamp era feels like a lifetime ago and it's only been two seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Spurrier era, it, it, I actually feel like almost like the Spurrier era was more recent than the Muschamp era, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, let's say, well, you know, it's more memorable. <laughs> yeah, a lot more for memorable. positive things. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Day points out the Big 12 might get eight teams in the tournament out of the 10 that are in the league. <laughs> How about that? Man. How crazy. about that? Wow. All right, so we got to hit another break. Yep, well, let's hit another uh, right break. Right here. We're going to we're going to leave the sign around the studios and uh we'll be right back uh the show is presented exclusively by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Also, powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. Electric Bikes of Charleston. That's uh, that's one of our sponsors that makes me excited. I'm going to get my big fat butt on an electric bike. Uh, did you see one blew up the other day, though? No, oh, no, no. <laughs> it's probably one of those knockoffs that they don't sell down there. It's probably, it probably was. It's the ones they sell at Charleston, obviously. But it's in New York, so it caused a big a big friction fire or something out there. Oh, uh, so anyway, um, all right, let's rock and roll uh, on a break, and we'll be right back here inside the Game Costas Show. Rolls on on a Wednesday. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, easy. He's got a tire by the tail, he has. He better hang on, too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer 
by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana Sports, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. We're well into the new year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks. Cock Nation. Do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers in the soul. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John a call or shoot him an email, 803-446-4662 or John B at um, <laughs> John B at expressunrooms.com. Yeah, I don't know also, where the hell I was going with that. <laughs> Just mind those, those of you that are on Instagram, number one, follow at Inside Gamecocks on Instagram. We'd appreciate that. And then uh-huh. number two, if you want to get a look at the work they do at Express Sunrooms, get on their Instagram page. It's Express Sunrooms of Columbia. It's sort of just, you know, because I don't know. Sometimes when I, like in my mind, I'm thinking sunroom. I'm just thinking, you know, a hot room on a hot day. Why the hell would I want to do that? You know, sometimes because <laughs> uh, we had a sunroom when I was a kid. I hated going in there because, you know, it's hot in South Carolina. Uh, you know, don't get that. Don't don't be like me. Most of you probably aren't. I have a kind of a unique brain, but uh, uh, don't be like me and think that when you hear sunroom, go look at the work they do. It's, it's really outdoor, indoor, a retreat, oasis, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I've known John for years, like I said, and uh, he'll do you right. $500 off too. If you mentioned yeah. that you heard it on the show. Back to the Nana Sports chat box, Bruin Nation says, because we don't we don't think about much. Yet. <laughs> I don't right. even think about you. <laughs> I don't even think about you. We're on um, shame, Quantrell had a good uh, question here. This is a good point of discussion. I don't know if you ever guys thought about this, but out of the three major pro store, sports, which one could the state of South Carolina support successfully, and where would you put it? Hmm. Well, my answer to start with would be, Rock Hill, because it would be Charlotte's team. 
<laughs> you just put, you know, kind of like the New York Giants play in New Jersey. Um, you know, the Dallas Cowboys play in Arlington. Uh, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers and Rams play in Eaglewood. Got the corner of Florence and Normandy. <laughs> if only. Inglewood's <laughs> up to no good. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, and you build the stadium out in Rock Hill. I mean, like they're going to build the, the headquarters out in Rock Hill or Fort Mill or someplace like that. And so that would be – but that's probably cheating, Quantrill. That would probably, that's probably not the answer. That, that was probably a, a clever answer on my part. I, I don't – I think the Greenville Spartanburg area in 20 years would be able to support something like that. Yeah, probably. Uh, so. And that would be, uh, unfortunately for Phil, you know, when, when me and him are sitting at the old folks' home drinking a cold one, watching the traffic on the interstate back up <laughs> in 25 years, we'll be like, hey, we're getting a team. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think, I don't think football would work. Uh, pro football, uh, especially because you're so close to Atlanta and Charlotte. It's almost a niche. I think hockey or um, hockey basketball. would be fun. I'd love to have a hockey team, but then you got two hockey teams in the Carolinas, which how unheard of would that be? <laughs> yeah, but it, they're talking yeah. about they're talking about bringing hockey back to Atlanta too. Oh, that's been a, d- d- a dismal failure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> twice, but they're talking about putting it in Alpharetta, putting the arena in Alpharetta and all that good stuff. I, and the reason I say hockey, I've, I've seen what like Nashville's first pro team was a hockey team. And I, I saw how that community kind of rallied behind it. And uh, that was back when Nashville was kind of a Southern town, not a, not what it is now. Not the, not Austin, Texas North. Um, no, but but uh, Greenville has been supportive of both minor league minor baseball league and minor league hockey. So you, I would think yeah. that's where you kind of look. I don't think they do baseball too close to Atlanta. Uh, and it's not, not it's just not a yeah. basketball hotbed for an NBA team. No, I, I just mm-hmm. I wouldn't think it would be NBA. Then NFL, you just wouldn't. I mean, unless that. I mean, maybe forty years. When yeah. Atlanta to Charlotte's one big metro area, maybe maybe it could support it then. But uh, I don't I don't know. I just uh, I, I, we I need don't an know. XFL I, I would team. Hockey. That would be fun. You'll see football. The thing with football too is where would you play? I mean, you have to build a stadium. Yeah, you'd have, yeah. I mean, there's not a stadium that could support that here. Dump a bunch of money into Furman or Wofford and expand their facilities. What well, we could probably do. It. You could bowl in like where the hill is over there. You could bowl all that in. You probably have it. It'd still only be like a 45,000-seat stadium. So, anyway. Um, Bruin Nasa says, Chris Beard should be at Carolina. I'm supporting Lamont, but Beard is the man. Beard is a great coach. I, yeah. I don't know. I, he may need to read Way of the Superior Man with uh, <laughs> some of the issues he has at home. But uh, um, I think Ole Miss is going to try to. To, to to hire him, but um, Beard would be an ideal coach for a place like South Carolina. And he coached a semi-pro bowl in Myrtle Beach. So he's got ties to the state, but uh, you know, I'm not trying to run Lamont Paris off. Obviously, I'm just uh, I just think Chris Beard is an excellent coach. I mean, anybody you take Texas Tech to the championship game, uh, you're doing something. 
And he did it when they were picked seventh in that league and with, like, how many transfers. So, you know, he's the man. And he was in the process of winning big at the University of Texas. So, uh, that's good. Quantrell says the Panthers should be in Columbia, according to my uncle, if you ask him. But that's another story I don't know too much about. Uh the story, well, they should have played their first season in Columbia, but Mike yeah. McGee was like, no. Mm-hmm. How about no? How, How about, about no? Freaking no. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of shows you where he was at with facilities because they would have dumped a bunch of money to us. They ended up hitting Clemson um, their first year. Mm. Hmm. Clemson, man. There was an NFL season that took place at Death Valley. <laughs> or, sorry. Memorial, Memorial Stadium. Stadium. No, I'm sorry, about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's where the Panthers played their first year, and then they ended up uh, ended up getting the uh, Bank of America built. But um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, you know, stadium trends sort of go different ways, right? And I think mm-hmm. now maybe the the era of oh, we got to get everything back downtown. Uh, it may be flipping again to where they do move some teams to the suburbs. Um, like I think the, the the Redskins, the Washington football team, the commanders, whatever the hell they're called, I think they need to go back to where RFK was and yeah. build a stadium there. And I, they, I think they belong inside the beltway. Um, you know, they're talking about the bears moving out to Arlington Heights. Uh, I think because of the, the trash that is the machine of the city of Chicago and, the park people that run the area around soldier field who are just like clueless about everything. Uh, I think the bears are making the right move. Cause they're going to go out there. They're going to make it like, like, like when the Braves moved to Marietta, I questioned it. I was like, why the, the Turner fields 20 years old. What are you doing? And then I went, I was like, Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> it's like yeah. a little baseball village. It's a little baseball village. He's going in, you play your baseball, you get your beer, you get your, your friends, you go to the sports bar, you can live there, you, you have a hotel in the outfield. Oh, gosh, super. It's amazing. I was wrong about that. I'm wrong mm-hmm. a lot these days, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. I, uh, I I questioned it. But then, so, but that that's kind of the trend now. So my question would be, Quantrell and others that, that are Panthers fans. Bank of America is probably getting on up there. It's about 30 years old, right? Would they would they decide to do a mega development in Fort Mill with a new stadium and move the Panthers to the Burbs and thus to the state of South Carolina? You know, because remember the Hornets were out off Billy Graham. That's where the first Coliseum was for Charlotte. Uh, and then they moved him, of course, back downtown. And that downtown Charlotte area is cool. I mean, don't get me wrong, but are, are we seeing a trend now where teams are going to move back to the burbs and try to capitalize revenue on these little these little villages and stuff? Is that what we're going to see uh, moving forward? I don't know. Uh, I do kind of like the fact that new football stadiums these days look like spaceships. Like that, the SoFi yeah. thing out it's in LA. Like, oh I my mean, goodness! Yeah, that, that thing is a, that thing's so fancy. Keeps up my Star Wars. Keeps up my Star Wars. Maybe the must be the maybe the black hole. You see, ever seen the black hole? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Old Disney flick. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, movie's an allegory of my life. <laughs> all of a sudden you just get sucked in and everything's gone and there's evil around you all the time. Yeah. You're just surrounded by evil droids. <laughs> yeah. 
a little, really a little. There's a southern character in it, the little beat up droid. He talks yeah, like that's this. Right. Yeah. Yep. Hey, my name's Randy. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> it's like a mechanic. He is a mechanic. I think he's a mechanic. <laughs> Maxim, and then the evil Maximilian. You know, I don't know. I started watching that movie with Nat one day and I turned it off because it just sucked so bad. <laughs> I was yeah. like, when I was a kid, it was awesome. A black hole. Oh my God. Now, I mean, like the special effects and stuff leave a lot to be desired. The acting's horrible. The black hole gets a gets an F. Gets an F. Gets an F for me these days. Um, Lance is like it's another latte hump day. Yes, Let's sir. Let's go. That's right. Adam believes that the trend is going to follow uh, the battery model. Yeah, and uh, I think you're going to see that uh, trend. Uh, for lack of a better term, uh, come into play with the team we sit here talk about every day. Yeah, uh, pretty soon. So there you go, Big Slamma Jamma. There's your update on that. Uh, Quantrell says he petitioned for a name change. The South Cat Panthers, take it or leave it. Take it or leave. In '76, here's my question too. You know, they're talking about Charlotte being a baseball expansion. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. candidate now. They're the truest park they have down there is a great minor league field, but it is a minor league field. So I don't, would you demolish it and build a baseball, a, a major league park there? Could you expand that park? I don't know. I don't have the answer. I, I saw enough land to where you could just, you know, either build, I, I don't know if it's, if it's expandable because it, it is a, uh, you know, expandable park or, or would they, do the Braves thing and build like a baseball battery in Fort Mill. Yeah, I'm just take it a little bit outside, a little bit outside of town. Baseball, I don't know. That one's that, that one's at least being seriously considered. Yeah, baseball in uh, Charlotte. Nashville's on the Nashville's got the same thing though. They got a, a minor league park. They'd have to do something different, but. Uh, who knows? All right, hour number one flew by. David Klum's your next hour, second segment. Phil and I'll be back for these matches. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me. JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full
full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. The sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. He's got some racial spurs, spurs, spurs. You ain't just a bird, bird, bird. You're top of the coop, star of the show. You're a rooster who's born to crow. Well, I bet you wonder when, when you win or lost a step or two. Fell down the peck in order, couldn't fight. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to set up a no-obligation consultation to talk to John and his team about turning your backyard potentially into an outdoor retreat for you for the upcoming Man. summer months. Sounds nice to me. I got to have some trees and stuff cut down in my backyard. I did what I could and then stopped when I realized <laughs> I'm going to kill myself if I do another one of these. The rest of them are just out of my league. <laughs> Don't forget to write in the sign of my studios. You, you see their work all over Columbia and elsewhere. Um, also, couplepainters.com. Uh, let's pay. What is, it's not a couple. It's, a, it's let me paint something. Let me paint something. Dot com. Let me paint again. Ten percent off military. Ten percent off. If you hear it on the show, ten percent off repeat customers. I know Tristan. He's been a uh, big spur member, Carolina Rouse member, listener of the show, frequent emailer. Uh, back when we we had the I Help Consulting mailbag, and it was just me. Yep. Uh, so if if I'm if I were local, I needed somebody to paint. Of course, around here, <clears throat> we're not hiring painters. Uh, and that's not my rule. Uh, the other one, uh, the other occupant of this house it loves to paint herself, right? Yeah, that's that's what I run into here at my home. Is uh, yeah. Well, that sounds like a fun project we could do together. Oh, yes, it does. It sure does, honey. Super. Yes. God. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go get a case of Miller Lite and uh, fire up the boat, the my Bose Bluetooth speaker on yeah. play Skinner on full blast. Yeah, she's the one with the roller, and then she gets done, you know, an hour and a half to two hours before I am doing all the cut-in work, and I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I really love this. Super. Oh, look, I got blue on the ceiling. Now we've got a whole other freaking surface to paint. <laughs> I did it in the back. Yeah. I was like, no, don't worry about the blue on the ceiling. Just imagine it's like it's like a faux cloud cover up there. <laughs> she put some bunnies up there, Phil. Put I some bunnies up there. By the way, also, uh, don't let me forget to tell you about uh, Traveling Country Club. Uh, that thing, by the way, is blowing up. Uh, it's It's a great idea. Um, it really I, is. I, great concept. I mean, uh, traveling country club 
you, you pay one fee and you get, um, and by the way, Wednesday is teed up by travelingcountryclub.com. Uh, you get steep discounts and privileges at over 40 golf courses. JB's playing one up in Maggie Valley right now throughout the Carolinas. Uh, man, and if you're a golfer, you got to go check that out. That's travelingcountryclub.com. They tee up our show for us every single day uh, right here, and we certainly are thankful for them. Electric Bikes in Charleston, Charleston Fitness Equipment, a couple of painters, everybody. Nana's Porch, of course, and we're getting right back into the Nana's Porch chat box. That's where's like. Sonder? I wonder if Sonder ever made it down to uh, Electric Bikes in Charleston down there in Mount Pleasant. He said he was going yeah. to this weekend, but we'll see. So there's been like the tomahawk chop is broken out in the in the in the chat box because <laughs> Brunei this is Braves country. Uh, and go Braves! Someone say go Braves! Go Braves! Go Braves! Uh, go Braves! Go Braves! Yeah, I'm a Braves fan for life. Um, just like I was a Falcons fan growing up, and I was until about like this year when the Bears played the Falcons, and we're sitting there at Bears Sunday at the bar. By the way. That's a demon from hell, by the way. Like Sunday Fun Day with the Bears right. games. I mean, you're it's 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 great. It's Sunday Fun Day, it, it's it it is it's demonic in my opinion. And mm. I'll tell you why. Because Sunday is the best day ever to have a few cold ones. Because you know, like Friday, you're at the end of the week, you're unwinding. You may just want to go to bed, and watch a movie, order pizza. Saturday, it's usually full of tasks. Especially if you got kids, you're running the kids' places there. People are catching up on shopping. It's like a catch-up day for the week. After church on Sunday, or if you don't go to church during church, it's just peaceful outside. And if it's nice weather, it's like, wow, it's beautiful. It's quiet. So yeah. it's a great day to open up a beer uh, or to go watch a game at the bar with your buddies or whatever you want to do. But then you get to 6 o'clock at night. The sun goes down and panic sets in because yeah. you got to go to work the next day or oh school goodness. or whatever. That's right. Let's call it together. Sunday. That's a Sunday scary. And you're like, oh, God, <laughs> what have I done? But it ropes you in. It ropes you in, man. Yep. Uh, so it I think it, it lulls you into Sunday. thinking, yeah, that this is a good yeah, day it's, to it's, just kick back and not do just anything. Kick back and have a few. <laughs> yeah. and, and then it's like your next thing you know, you're three sheets to the wind at six o'clock. You just got off the phone with your grandmother, you know, yeah. catching up, had a tearful reunion. I've never done that with my grandmother, but uh, I'm sure people have. And, and, and then you're like, oh, God, I got to work tomorrow. And then some, Monday morning gets you. It's like, it's like you know, you meet Satan. Monday morning's like, yep, got you, didn't I? <laughs> so anyway. Oh, anyway, but the, the, yeah, the, the Braves, you know, I, I, I was a my point was Falcons fans growing up, but then I was sitting at the bar and the Falcons were playing the Bears and I just, I, the Bears got a first down. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, whoa, I caught myself. And I was like, I have no emotion for the Falcons anymore. <laughs> and I just realized that it's like, it's like a long breakup. I was like, no, I, I just don't love you anymore. I'm sorry. So, mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm a Bears fan now, but I was a Falcons fan growing up. So I never adopted the Panthers. I, when they got to the Super Bowl those couple of times, I was like, "Yeah, neat." My friends are Panthers fans. I'll pull for them. But I'm, I'm the furthest thing from a Panthers fan you'll find. And you know, so I think if Charlotte got a baseball team, or, or and they, even if they played in South Carolina, I'm gonna adopt them. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd feel fan. about like I do like the Panthers. Yeah, same thing. It was like, eh, you know, yeah. I've been a Washington fan all my life. So, yeah, I'm not going to be a Panthers fan now just because you decided no to put doubt. a team up the road. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No. Um, Joey G says, all right, recruiting question. Are the Gamecocks going to pick up another running back or rely on what they already have? I'm pretty sure they're going to go hard in the paint on one or two uh, yeah, if, if they're available. Yeah, for the transfer portal. I mean, I I would be shocked if they didn't. <laughs> um, now, how good or not good that player is, I, I don't know, because I don't know what kind of quality they're going to have. They're pretty good at finding guys like that, though. I mean, um, you know, I, I think uh, Mario Anderson's going to make people happy. But, like, look, man, you start thinking about it. What if Mario Anderson, God forbid, has an injury? Yeah, that's yeah. The injury thing is, I mean, is what scares me because you there's just no backs, help. They in this league they get banged up, man. Mm-hmm. I mean they they do. It's it's very physical. Without these conferences, extremely physical game football. Anyway, um, so yeah, I I I definitely think I'd be shocked if they did not. Uh, John says roller marks on the ceiling is a great catch-all title for those times when life gets tough. So if I ever put out a country album, that might be the uh, name of it. <laughs> Roller Cowboy Phil. Roller Marks on the Ceiling. Roller Marks on the Ceiling. <laughs> Roller Marks on the Ceiling. Uh, how much do the Braves miss Ensby Swanson? I don't know. You guys could. I don't know, but we, we appreciate you sending him up our way <laughs> as a Cubs fan. <laughs> He is up here now. He's up here now. Uh, Hayne Painter says, JC, where in Charleston are you planning to have the Rise event? Uh, home team barbecue, I think, is what we're thinking. We haven't announced it yet. So don't don't quote me on that. We're nailing it down this week. So, um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be in Mount, I think Mount Pleasant area uh, from what I was talking. I got a guy helping me with it. So I'm, I'm like helping me set up. Obviously, it's 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 tough to set things up down there when you're here a lot of most of the time, but uh, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. be there though. So I hope everybody gets tickets and comes. It is fundraiser. I'll remind everybody. So uh, there's a Carolina Rise member that, that 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 these two are fundraisers. Like the idea is to for you to come spend money, you know, and and, and help the cause. But we also give back to our members, and so we're going to have a VIP tailgate, hopefully in Charlotte, first game of the season where. You know, tickets are going to be dirt cheap. A lot of them are going to be given away for free. You're all welcome to come by. And, and that's kind of more to just say thank you uh, for everybody. We'll pick up a, the majority of the tab for that one. Um, I think about having a couple of kegs out there, but then I'm like, what if what if it get, what if we run out of beer? Oh, no. No. Why yeah, would you do that? Beer? How, how yeah, could, I mean, no, we can't do that. I mean, because I – I've had, you know, I, I, that doesn't have, that, has, that has not happened to me since 1999. Uh, we had a keg party the night before the Clemson Carolina game in 99 at my condo in place on the green in five points. And obviously everybody just started coming by and we, we couldn't stop it. And, uh, you know, the keg, <laughs> nine o'clock PM or something like that. The keg was, <laughs> that was early back then. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, my parents love the half cocked fame on Sunday evening. Bobby said, <laughs> you know, yeah. right. um, you know, whatever. 
Gerald Riggs was Blind Squirrel's favorite player growing up. Gerald Gerald Riggs was good. Remember John Settle was a running back for them from App State. Uh, Charlie Brown, who's from South Carolina, was a big time kick returner for the Falcons back in the day. I I, I really got into it during the Jerry Glanville era. Jerry Glanville is probably one of my favorite coaches of all time. Uh, he wrote a book called Elvis Don't Like Football, uh, and that was a that was a tremendous. You know, he wore the belt. Who didn't like Jerry Glanville, the man in black? Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Gregor says, JC, have you heard that Rames is dealing with a medical issue? I don't want to say what it is. I'll let you. I have not heard any kind of medical. I know he's a legal issue, but I haven't yeah, heard right. any kind of uh, medical issue. But could be. I mean, you know, I I, uh, I know Lavoisier Carroll is dealing with a, a medical issue. But I'll ask around about that, though. I'll ask around about that. Billy White Shoes Johnson. How about that? <laughs> Blast from the past, right? Um, so that's it. So Lehman Bennett, Bill says, ah, you're getting deep into Falcons history now. <laughs> Funny that Dan Dan Reeves was the answer to our question today, too. How about that? Old Dan. Dan Reeves, you know what Dan Reeves was? We, we talk about play calling all the time. Dan Reeves was a hell of a play caller. Mm-hmm. That dude could die under two minutes. And, of course, he had John Elway and Michael Vick. But he also had Chris Chandler, <laughs> you know, when he went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that dude under two minutes was lethal. He'd be like, all right, just give me the play sheet. Let me go. Mm-hmm. Old Southern boy, you know, South University of South Carolina. My name's Dan Reeves. Well, just give me a play sheet. All right, let's go. 44, 18, ISO. All right, let's, you know. And they boom, boom, boom. They go right down the field. Right down the field. Hayne asked if mid-majors were Darren Horn's jam. I didn't think Darren Horn did that well at Western Kentucky. That's why I didn't want him to get the job. <laughs> he had one good year, and that's a great mid-major job. In fact, I was at the post office yesterday, and I had this big old cart of mail uh, for Carolina Rise. I had to mail out. And so this lady had, like, one certified letter. She had a mail. I saw it in front of me. She's like, that's very polite of you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm from the South. What can I say? She's like, me too. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. I'm like, well, hell, that's right on the border. <laughs> what I call the border. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And so we got to talk, but she's a Western Kentucky graduate was my point. And she didn't like Darren Horn. She, even though he went to school there, they, they were inconsistent. They, they uh, kept getting bounced out in the tournament. And then finally they hit a lucky three and won the tournament that year. And then when he went to the sweet 16, they, they ended up like Drake was not the rapper, the, the, the school, I think it's at Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. Drake was a five seed, and it was like one of those weird years. And um, they beat them, you know. Okay, so then on the opposite end of the bracket, like somebody else, Dayton or somebody, upset the four. Or maybe Western Kentucky was the four. But anyway, they played two fellow mid-majors, and and, and one got a Sweet 16 on a lucky shot, then proceeded to get waxed by whoever they played, Kansas or somebody, I think. And that was it. So I, I didn't think he was that good. I think he's done his best coaching job with the Norse of Kentucky. I think maybe he got humbled a little bit. He went out and worked in uh, Texas for Shaka Smart and was an assistant there. And um, I think he's just, uh, you know, he's just, um, I don't know. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's ever been a very good basketball coach until now. Until now. So you got to give him credit. 
Uh, Joey says, JC, you, know, you can request a package pick from your carrier, from your residence. You don't actually have to go to the post office. I like going to the post office. I like that. I like going to the bank. Like, I'm old yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like somebody give me a check. He was like, oh, you know, you can take a picture of that on your phone. I was like, no. I don't trust no, it. No, it's a check. I got to take it to the teller. <laughs> hand it <laughs> like to her. Sign the back of it and hand it to somebody. <laughs> I did that yesterday. You know, I, I went to the, the, the my, my, my business, I did, business accounts are different banks than personal, but uh, U.S. Bank at the, at the Meyer. Meyer's like if Walmart and Publix had a baby. <laughs> so Meyer is, okay. uh, but they have a bank in there, and I took it. But uh, yeah, and look, I've gotten to know the ladies at the post office too, Marge and Brenda. Mm-hmm. Marge is like, yeah, and they know Nat too. Mar- Marge is like, where's your better half? <laughs> she's she's working today. It's, it's Thursday <laughs> at noon. <laughs> ah, crap! Anyway, anyway, all right, we're gonna take a break. We got David Cloninger. Cloninger, Cloninger, Cloninger. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I'm saying it right, but then I, I'd second guess myself. So, Dave, DC from the Post Courier, that's right, is going to join us right after these messages. The show rolls on. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. 
Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia, 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with them. Check them out on their Instagram page. That way you can see what they can actually do for you. And, of course, we're joined now on the McKellar Enterprises guest line by none other than David Cloninger. Good morning, DC. How you doing? How's it going, fellas? And excuse this foolish grin on my face. I'm just still reflecting on a moment that happened this morning. Uh, I dropped the boy off at school. He came a little late because he had a doctor's appointment. Nothing bad. But as soon as he walked in that classroom, three girls stopped what they were doing and ran over and hugged him. Hey, three of them. That's a proud father moment. Yes. I'm telling you. That is I feel like that's I just the best the ever. You know, just <laughs> – I bet you agree for me there, man. That's a that's a proud moment. That's a I'm gonna proud go pick moment, that kid man. up, and we're either gonna go get an ice cream or a beer. I haven't. Seen that's, that. right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That is awesome. So, so we were, you, you're a Rock Hill guy. Uh, we were th- tossing this around because uh, somebody asked, "Would the state of South Carolina ever have a pro franchise in any sport? What sport?" And and I kind of cheated. It would probably be Charlotte teams moving. Across the border, uh, I know they're petitioning for a baseball team um, or, or in the mix for a baseball team. I'm, I'm a Braves fan, so I don't think I'm ever coming off of that. I'm too old to switch allegiances. But you know, you, you see these things nowadays, and, and obviously, we're going to see some of this type of stuff in South Carolina soon, uh, where like the Braves do that they build up like a nice baseball village, and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, franchises are, I think, starting to maybe move. Whereas for a while there, everybody's wanted to get back downtown. Now I think they're creating their own miniature downtowns like the Braves. Could you see something like that if Charlotte got a major league franchise happening in Fort Mill, Rock Hill, one of those places? Well, JC, you know, that was already going to be in contract when the Panthers practice facility was going to be built there. And, of course, now they've just started the process of deconstructing all of that. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, really close to done, but they did have the steel down into the ground. Um, Funny thing, I know the guy who sold the land to the Panthers. That's his property all out there. We went to church for years together and he's like, yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's weird. I mean, obviously I'd rather have the, 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 the complex up there like they planned, but they already paid me my money. So I, I guess I'm fine with it. And they're just <laughs> taking that stuff out. So I asked him, guy's name is Chip. And I said, you know, well, Chip, you thought about maybe doing anything else as the city reached out and he said, no, um, they, there was that thought that maybe they'll revisit it somewhere in the future. But right now they're just going to yank all that steel out of the ground and see what happens. All that said, that area right off of Dave Lyle Boulevard on the I-77 corridor, it's a lot of empty land. They've already built it up to have the new soccer complex, a new uh, velodrome for bicycles, new tennis courts. There's a whole lot there right now around a movie theater and some nice other restaurants, retail kind of things. I would think if you wanted to do that and like maybe get some kind of park or, uh, you know, some kind of recreation area, that'd be the perfect place to put it. As for a baseball team, you know, Charlotte has the Knights, the nice downtown stadium. The old stadium used to be in Fort Mill, right off the side mm-hmm. of I-77. So I don't Knights know if they Castle, ever, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. If, if they never put another team in Rock Hill, but they definitely have the space to do that, especially now that they're not going to get the Panthers in there. And what I really want to know is uh, part of that, they were going to build another exit off of I-77 just north of Dave Lyle in between that and Cherry Road to mm-hmm. uh, give them, you know, people a, a conduit to that space. So they've already got some of the stuff built there. Are they still going to do that? Because otherwise you just got two big bridge abutments with no bridge. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen there. But, again, that's that's decisions made by David Tepper and the Rock Hill City Council. So. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Blind Squirrel says is the battery was designed with the intention of becoming Wrigleyville South. Having been to both players, I mean, Wrigleyville is hard to replicate, right? But um, it is similar. I mean, you can go there and spend the day. I mean, I, during the pandemic when everything was shut down, Nat and I went to Wrigleyville for a day, and it was awesome, uh, with the exception of no baseball. That was kind of sad. But, uh, you know, it uh, the battery is very similar kind of ish. And, you know, I, I think we're going to start, start to see that as, as teams continue to search for the almighty dollar and try to maximize their – uh, revenue and things like that. And I certainly, I don't know. I just thought about it. Cause I, I, I don't know how you expand that minor league stadium downtown in Charlotte. I guess you just tear it down and build a new one or something. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, it's a nice stadium on all sides. Yeah. There's a little and bit so, of green space out by on one outfield fence, but there's not a whole lot of room to make it bigger. Yeah. And one more Braves question from our, our fans here, the Dansby Swanson. Uh, how do you think the Braves are going to respond to that? He's actually in Wrigleyville playing for Phil's Cubs now. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dansby, good, solid player. Um, the first time he came on board, I'm like, you can win a championship with that guy because he's so solid up the middle. And every now and again, usually would happen two or three times a year. He'd have about a two to three week stretch where he couldn't miss the baseball. I mean, it'd be a beach ball coming up to him at the plate, and he'd be swatting at all corners of the yard. And very much appreciate what Dansby did uh, to help win that 2021 world title. Um, That said, it's the – well, not the opposite, but it's not the same as the Freddie Freeman situation for me. I mean, I will curse Alex Anthopoulos to my last breath for not re-signing Freddie Freeman because it could have been done. With Dansby, of course, I wanted him to stick around. But once the price started going up, it hit a certain level. I'm like, Dansby, I love you, kid, but you're not worth that much. You're not. So at, at that point, I'm like, hey, you know, I appreciate you. I'm not mad. You got to go take your money. I mean, his his now wife uh, plays for the Chicago soccer team. I understand. So it's uh, not great to lose him. Um, and I guess as we sit here right now, we're preparing for 600 at-bats of the Vaughn Grissom experience. You know, go go out there and play. I mean, you're going to have guys around you. You've got Albies over there at second, and you got old blue eyes, Austin Riley at third. So eh, maybe, maybe this can work out. I mean, I think the kid's pretty sharp defensively, but, of course, you're going to have to get up there and hit the ball a little too. So we'll see what happens because, as you guys well know, there's not a lot of definite bona fide prospects in the minors right now because they pulled them up the past two years. All the baby Braves that have had to play the past two years. So there's not a that that well's kind of at its limit right now. So it's either yeah. hey, hope Vaughn Grissom does something, or hmm, is uh you know Acuna, can you maybe come play short? Uh <laughs> 14 catchers we have, you know, get rid of your shin guards and get out there and play short, kid. We'll just see what we can do. Yeah, hey. Hey, I wouldn't do anything you want to, is my opinion. That guy's special. But uh, all right, so Gamecocks rolling rolling right along in baseball last night. Big win over the Citadel. Eli Jerzenbeck, speaking of special, looks really good. You know, you you start to 
you watch Hicks on Sunday, you see what Jerzenbeck did uh, last Friday when he came in and what he's starting to do. This pitching staff for Carolina is pretty deep. Um, mm-hmm. Your feelings uh, and impressions on it so far and moving forward, how much of an advantage do you think that's going to be not only in SEC play, but if this team does get to a regional to have your pitching set up like that? Well, obviously, JC, you know, a regional is all about who has the deepest and best pitching. Because if you do get in that loser's bracket and you're going to have to keep extending your guys, that's where it helps to have a fourth and a fifth really good starter able to go out there and kind of not save you, but at least extend the game so you can get back to your top guys. And I'm old enough to remember the 2001 regional here against uh, South uh, Central Florida. Mm-hmm. South Carolina got in the loser's bracket. On that Saturday I game. And it was like I was there for both games on Sunday. I was in there the stands. And the you remember what happened? Kip Bachnight, you know, one of the greatest pitchers in school history, pitches the first game on short rest and wins. Second game, you come right, it's a doubleheader, you got to play right away again. And I think it was the seventh or eighth inning, but you look down there at the old Sarge Fry bullpen, and who's coming out to pin? Kip. He's going to come save the second game, and he did. So this you know, thing where you have that kind of depth, you don't have to worry about extending your guys so much. When you have a Hicks and you have a Jersey Beck and you have a Jones and even a Matthew Becker to come in and really help you, not only in relief on the weekends, but help you get through those midweek games as well. So right now everything's good. Um, I'm trying not to overreact because I know Will Sanders did not pitch uh, in the fall, he did not pitch last summer. He's been good. He hasn't been great yet. Um, against Clemson, Noah Hall, you know, looked kind of ordinary a week after he struck out 12 against Penn and won a one-to-nothing one game. And then uh, Jack Mahoney, you know, he, he looked terrific against Penn, maybe not so great against Clemson, but then James Hicks came in and saved him. So I don't think there's going to be any moves made to the rotation or if there even need to be, because honestly, fellas, going into the Clemson series and seeing what Will Sanders did, I sat down in Greenville and said, like, you know, this could be the game and where I have to say, well, I think we need to make a change and Noah Hicks needs to be your Friday night guy. And Noah didn't pitch badly. His defense was not great behind him. But there were some cases I'm like, hmm, okay, well, I guess just leave it this way it is for yes. – Oh, never mind. <laughs> another look next weekend, yeah. Yeah, but what you hope – you know Will Sanders has it. Uh, you know he's got the talent. So just hopefully he has a dynamic uh, performance on Friday before going into SEC play. And you could say, okay, this is set because I believe, as John Whittle pointed out, they've got so many Thursday Saturday series right now. You've got mm-hmm. some room before you have to make a change because once you make it to accommodate that, there's really no going back. You want to keep everybody on the same day of rest. So right now it's, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And they're 12-1 and one going into tonight's game, so just leave it well enough alone. Yeah, upstate, USC upstate tonight at Floor Field in Greenville. Gamecock men's basketball team. Um Got a good draw in the SEC tournament against a, a, a coachless or coaching opening vacancy Ole Miss team that probably doesn't have a lot to play for. I, I don't know. With this basketball team, uh, you kind of look at what like small victories. And, and I think if they win tonight, Dave, there's enough to cl- – I mean, it's not a lot, but there's enough to cling to and say, okay, these are positives. You beat Clemson. You won it rough. Uh, you took Bama to the wire in overtime. Bama's going to be a number one seed. You won an SEC tournament game, which is something Frank Martin seemed to not be able to do at all. Uh, I think 
the year after the final four, he won one point against an old bad Ole Miss team that year, uh, which also was without a coach, I think. Uh, but that was it. I mean, he, he, he didn't, the final four team didn't even win an SEC tournament game. You know, are, do you buy that? Like in the first year of a head coach, small victories, stuff to build on, something like that. Would that maybe this game a little more important this evening? They're going to play Tennessee next, and they all know what's yeah. coming. Whoever plays them, so. Uh, Jason, I, I, I do, especially because you knew that they were going to have to really dig and look for stuff to feel good about in this year. I mean, we all knew this was going to be a lousy season. That's just what happens when you have a coaching change and really all of your great players leave. So even though they were getting Gigi, who's a tremendous talent, you knew there wasn't a lot to put around him. And then when you bring in a solid piece like Abrema Deba and he tears his Achilles on the first day of practice, like, uh Geez, you know, what, what What can you do? But as you mentioned, they did beat Clemson. They did beat Kentucky at Rupp. That close to beating Alabama. You know, they, they won 11 games. They won on senior day. And while it's really difficult in basketball because you can replace the roster so heavily immediately, mm-hmm. it's really difficult to carry success over into the next year. But it can be sure, done. Yeah. And so you just have to look at what happened uh, that was good this year. And if you don't think this team improved, you're crazy. I mean, specifically, yeah, they got a lot better. Jacoby Wright, Josh Gray, all three of those guys became solid players, and all of them can can come back. Michi Johnson can come back. Uh, Dibba can come back. So if you get those, you get a solid nucleus around, or they're the nucleus. You add some good, solid supporting casts. Maybe you get back up into that 500 territory next year, maybe a little bit better. So uh, it's weird that going into last week, into the last day of the regular season, I thought. You know, they, they got Ole Miss, who, as you said, they don't you don't know where those kids' heads are at. They don't have a coach, right? So you can feel good about them winning that game, which is tonight. And what it was set up to be going into last Saturday, Vanderbilt was going to be the five seed. Vanderbilt mm. has lost its best player for the year. And I thought, you know, maybe they get up what there. A and all of a sudden you're playing on Friday. But then Vandy lost its last regular season game and Tennessee got the five. Same Tennessee that beat Carolina by forty and forty three, so it's like <laughs> so they, this yeah this team struggles with teams that want to guard you yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah. right yeah this team doesn't play, play well your, against defense I do think they win this game tonight and it's like hey that's good you know you you did what you could you you broke a little something else hadn't won a tournament game since eighteen and just call it a day but crazy things happen. And this would be nuttier than squirrel poop if they were to win five games in five days. But you got to take them one at a time. And they play tonight against Ole Miss at seven. And then if they win, they get the balls at three o'clock tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I don't anticipate watching men's basketball play on Friday. Let's put it that way. No, no. Looking Surprise, the- Darren Horn. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry yeah, no, I was gonna say I was even switching, you know, switching to a, a basketball team people actually like to talk about. Uh, <laughs> how how uh what town is Don Staley's squad gonna be in before they're actually challenged in this tournament, <laughs> DC? <laughs> it's tough, you know. I mean, uh last year in, in Greensboro, North Carolina gave them a run, and that was a game that was won like a few of them have been over the past few years in the fourth quarter. It was we got Aaliyah Boston and you do not. I think Aaliyah had 14 points just in that quarter, six boards, often, you know, getting her own miss and putting it back because North Carolina ran with them, and it was it was tough to keep up with them. So 
you look at the teams that could come to Greenville, where USC will have to advance out of to get to the Final Four, and you see some interesting names. I mean, there is North Carolina, there is Duke, there is a Tennessee team that you know fought for per- three pretty good quarters against USC in the uh, SEC tournament. But we'll have to see what the draw is. Uh, right now, it at least looks like LSU will be sent out to the West Coast. Stanford will, of course, be on the West Coast. Iowa will probably be a number one seed somewhere out on the West Coast. So you look at that and say, okay, well, who exactly will come? We'll see. But right now, guys, South Carolina is the most talented team in the country. They're the best team in the country. Best team doesn't always win, but at least in women's basketball, it's pretty much assured that they will. Because as many leap forward as the game has made in the past few years, it's still not on the level of men's basketball where anybody can truly beat anybody else any given night. Now, it's not an insult, but with women's basketball, it's the team with the most talent that's probably going to win 99% of the time. South Carolina has the most talent. They would be 38. They're either going undefeated and winning the whole thing or their season's going to end in a bitter loss. So yeah, that's the thing. It's Am Feast I Am I going to be sitting in Dallas in three weeks saying, am I about to write that a 36-1 and one season is a disappointment? Is it right? But that's the stakes. You know, that's yep. what they knew. It, going undefeated was, I mean, of course it's nice, but they don't set that as a goal. It's just, hey, if no. it happens, that's cool, because obviously you can win a title without going undefeated. But now that they're here, sure. they know that, hey, 32-0, and 0, you could have lost any one of them and still been fine. You didn't, and that's cool, but now you got to win six more. Because otherwise, it's just going to be, hey, you know, you, you got all the yeah. up and then no, no, nobody ever talks mm-hmm. about that UNLV team that Duke beat that year. They were undefeated, or the Kentucky team that lost to Wisconsin on the men's side, of course. With Lamont Paris as an assistant coach. <laughs> yep. So you never know. I, I kind of think what, what the women guard what guards against them being upset prone I think is the way they do play defense because they do get in shooting slumps from time to time but they they, they're in your face guarding you man and it's just it's it it would just be brutal if I were a women's basketball player I would just not want to play them at all best talent best defensive team uh you know they're tall they're long they're athletic physical I mean just yeah forward or center like, oh, good, Aaliyah Boston, National Player of the Year, four-time National Defensive Player of the Year, is sitting down, and a six-seven girl's coming into her placer. Yeah, my jersey. I, I got to get out. Get me <laughs> my, my foot hurts. <laughs> yeah, you, you were around for the Darren Horn era. Surprised he is back in the NCAA tournament, man. Not a bit. I mean, the fact is that, and you guys know the limitations of South Carolina basketball. There's a lot that's been ingrained here for the past 50 years about why recruits and state recruits don't come here. There's nothing that any coach is ever going to be able to do about that. Can NIL and the portal even it up a bit? Sure. But when you're so far behind what every other team in the country has already been doing, it's really tough to catch up. So, I mean, again, Darren was not a good fit here. He wasn't. There were some other Wasn't coaches. Wasn't at all. Yeah. Right. There were some other coaches on the list. At the time, finances were a consideration. They went with the cheap option and got the hot young coach who went to the Sweet 16. And lest we forget, fellas, Darren Horn is probably going to be the last South Carolina coach to ever say he won a division title because they're probably not going to bring divisions back. No more divisions. Yeah. <laughs> and that team he should have to the NCAA tournament, but they didn't. Yeah. So – um, and then, they, of course, they, ugh, it just <laughs> after that third year, I believe it was when 
He didn't like Ramon Galloway and asked him to leave, not realizing how well-liked Ramon was among the locker room. And all of a sudden, Murphy Holloway leaves, goes back to Ole Miss. Bruce Ellington is in football. And then you have Anthony Gill and Demontre Harris, who are freshmen and really talented freshmen on that team, but they got to get served up to the meat, uh, the meat grinder because they don't have their studs there. Those guys leave after the year. So there was a foundation of a pretty good, strong team in Darren's fourth year. But once those guys left before it, you go, what was it, 2-12, and 2-14 in the league? Obviously couldn't yeah. bring him back. And that was that fine. Was but it. Darren got back to, to coaching a small school. He's done very well up there. It's actually a second tournament did. He won it in 20 but didn't get to go because of COVID. But, COVID, you know, yeah. I was sitting there thinking, guys, watching Frank's game with UMass yesterday. I was like, We you talked know, about that. God, if Darren gets in, and he would have gotten in his first year as a head coach after being fired at South Carolina, and UMass gets in, and Frank gets in in his first year as a head coach after being fired at South Carolina. If you're South Carolina, don't you have to think, maybe it's me, you know? It's like that Taylor Swift song. There you go. I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> yeah, that's then right. Again, uh, Frank's team, oof, they couldn't throw it in the ocean yesterday. That was a points and lost by 33. Yeah. <laughs> they had more rebounds than points. It was, it was, it was ugly. It was a, that was one of those Frank, like, Frank, you have classic Frank wins and classic Frank losses. And that was, yeah, a, I know they had a lot of injuries up there, but yesterday was just like, yeah. ooh. Ooh, it was yeah. brutal. I was thinking something similar to that watching the Chattanooga Furman game. It was like, you know, if Chattanooga wins this thing and goes into the tournament, and it was like, well, look what we did the year after Paris left. <laughs> well, and you got Bob, Bob Ritchie and Furman yeah. finally. And I'm happy for Bob and, and, and yeah, he definitely. Broke free, but uh, all that's College of Charleston. Okay. So, because Bradford said one thing, somebody said another. College of Charleston's still in their conference tournament, right? They've, no, they, they won. Do, do you know? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, won? they won yesterday. So, yeah. mm-hmm. they, okay, they were going. Because so, I was watching so, that and thinking, um, too. If, if they somehow had lost, they still would have had 30 wins. And I thought, you got to yeah. take the team yeah. no matter what. But And I tuned on the game. I think it was about 10 minutes to go. They were down seven. I thought, come on, guys, really? not like this, you know. They went mm-hmm. on 12 nothing run. And here's one thing for you. They won that game pretty handily. Their leading scorer didn't score a point. So, that's, it's Man, great. they may make a run that's, that's a team, team that can make a run and at least yeah. with uh the lenardi projections they're going to be a 12 which means you play a five which is always the biggest yeah, there's always, always an upset there he had them saying going to orlando to play the kentucky wildcats and i thought the Ooh. same kentucky wildcats that lost at home to south carolina cougars by 90 that's awesome all right well dave we'll we'll let you run on that note man have a great week we enjoyed the heck out of these segments and uh hope you uh continue to keep on trucking and stuff with all your coverage and stuff like that we certainly uh, enjoy your contributions to the show no problem guys thanks for having me see you later thanks dave thanks dave all right, final break. It's just kind of zip, zip, zippity on by, isn't it, Phil? This day is just flown by today. Yeah. Oh, by the way, a yeah, Stegman call it. They call it. Georgia fans call it the Stegosaurus. Stegman Coliseum, the home of Georgia basketball. Uh, the roof has fallen in. Uh, I think, from what Blind Squirrel says. 
Man, that thing, if I'm the University of Georgia, I, I'm like, symbolically. we're the freaking <laughs> University of Georgia, okay? Right. We play in a big, oh, they used that, that place looks like it was set, and they've remodeled it, and they actually get good crowds for basketball over there in Athens. They've remodeled it and spruced it up a little bit, but it used to be an agriculture arena. I don't know why they just don't blow that damn thing up and build a Taj Mahal, because it's Georgia. I mean, you, you got plenty of money. I mean, it's it's Georgia. That's the, are, are you are you waxing nostalgic about the gymnastics team winning titles there or something? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Blonde Squirrel can explain to me why did Georgia build a new a new basketball arena? And, and I say that out of love and respect for the Bulldog Nation. Sound like Larry Munson. Like out of love and respect for the Bulldog Nation. Anyway, we got to take a break. We'll be back. I want you to take me to Disney World. Horror. Horror. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, In fact, She's much more reasonable, maybe, than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation, or, you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Aventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey, Mo Calvert here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. hear me because I my dumbass didn't turn the mic on. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. <clears throat> Give them a call, 803-446-4662. It's time to get in touch with John Barber and his team down there. And, of course, you know, as we saw, Electric Bikes of Charleston drop in to them. Oh, they carry what? Sinorama. Sinorama Studios. Magnum electric bikes. I wonder if Magnum is for the more girthy rider. I don't know. We'll have to ask JB. They go up to 28 miles per hour and uh, will take you 60 miles on a single charge. So uh, if you're out there and you need some pedal assistance, then uh, that's the way you need to go. Go see our friends down at Electric Bikes of Charleston uh, in Mount Pleasant. They'll be happy to take care of your needs. Tell them you 
caught it here. And if you go in during business, uh, show hours, I hear Michelle actually has us on display right there in the store. So good, happy to. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, don't forget uh, a couple of painters. Also, we are teed up every day by travelingcountryclub.com. Pay one low price and get lots of discounts for you golfers. I know we got some golf golfers out there. A lot of you have gone to see Meredith. Uh, you know, this may be another good investment for you guys. Uh, Kruger says, what's Barber's company name again? It's uh, Express Sunrooms of Columbia, 803-446-4662. Yep. $500 off, Kruger. Yeah, man. If you want to build an outdoor oasis, outdoor treat, uh, you know, that's the deal there. All right. So uh, moving on, great talk with David Cloninger earlier. Don't forget we have Mark Kingston uh, teeing off the show tomorrow. Uh, head baseball coach of South Carolina, also Chris Phillips from the Spurs Up Show. So a high energy first hour. JB is going to pop in for the Kingston interview, and then Phil and I will take you the rest of the way for the rest of the week. As JB is enjoying the mountains. Happy birthday, by the way, to JB's wife. Hey. It's her birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday to her, and that's awesome. And on that note, here are some more birthdays that we're celebrating today. Um, I don't know why they list Instagram stars <laughs> on here. Are we to the point where influencers thing. are now famous enough to? Yeah. So, a TikTok star, Dakota Bell, is 18. <laughs> I feel dirty even saying that. I The award-winning Freddie Prince Jr. is 47. Hey, all right. There, there. we go. Mm -hmm. uh, James Vanderbeek from Varsity <laughs> Blues. He's 46 today. Happy birthday to him. I don't want your life. <laughs> I don't want your life. I don't want your life. I told you I ran into John Voigt on an air, a flight from L.A. to Vegas one time. He was sitting yes. in first class. <laughs> yes. And I took a sneaky picture of him. Like, so there's that. Um. Who else's birthday is today? Uh, Kenny Smith, basketball player, North Carolina Tar Heels, 58. God, Kenny Smith is 58. Wow, 58 years old. Jeez. Aiden Quinn, actor, 64. Uh, I'm scrolling through all these YouTube stars. I can't. I'm trying to find, like, the real celebrities here. Mm -hmm. um, pop singer Sean Mullins. I don't, I've never even heard of him. Um, never heard of him. Never and heard of least the show with Corey Miller, the box in Columbia. That was Corey's catchphrase. Like, never heard of him. Never heard of him. Never <laughs> heard of him. He was awesome. That was that was so fun. That was a that was a lot of fun. But yeah, so anyway, uh, there's just nothing but Marcus Spears, his birthday's mm. today, 40, he's 40 years old. Uh, I could care less about any of these other guys. Even the football players aren't famous. Um Oh, Clint says yeah. he thinks Sean Mullins is a girl. Well, all apologies to Ms. Mullins. Crap. I don't know. Sorry. Whatever. I scrolled. I scrolled. There's a picture there. I scrolled through it pretty fast. So anyway, not a lot going on in the birthday celebrity birthday world, just right? <laughs> Clint's thinking of somebody else anyway. That's all so, right. All right. So, well, so back to good, you know, Yeah, like uh, JB's wife has a, um, you know, has a nice... Uh, Exclusive birthday. Yeah, that's right. Not very many, uh, not a real crowded room there. Yeah, my brother Seth's birthday was three days ago. I forgot all about it. <laughs> March 5th. Uh, I got two, two, my brother Seth and my brother Cam are both in March. And uh, 
Jason, my other brother, the pilot, he's May, but he's the 26th. Mine's December 26th. I always remember his. Oh, yeah. That's the other two kind of, I'm just like, oh, which one's which? You know, <laughs> I mix them up in my old age. Don't forget, Gang got baseball and basketball night. Gangcock play UT Upstate at Floor Field, coming off an 8-1 to win over Citadel last night. Also, uh, men's basketball tournament, SEC tournament, uh, in front of probably at least 100 people in Nashville. <laughs> The Gamecocks. <laughs> and 50 of them could care less. And the other 50 are parents. <laughs> Hitty old Miss fans. The rest of them are um, drunk from game one and just didn't want to get out of their seats. Just don't want to go back. <laughs> both club bands will be there. Uh, I the pay for both uh, games. I pay for both games. Give me a beer. It's just all like rowdy and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's the eleven fourteen? What's what are the what's the other game? What's the other matchup tonight, Phil? Oh well, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, LSU. Oh no, yeah, yeah, it's LSU. You know, it's LSU and somebody else. You know, Georgia. Georgia. I think it's LSU ah. and Georgia. Oh, okay. Some yeah. die like all ten diehard Georgia basketball fans. <laughs> They'll just get all rowdy. We're gonna pull against the Gamecocks. <laughs> <laughs> John says two two pet bands and a set of freebie tickets for the local homeless, a hundred in the seats. Mm. Yeah, they'll be sitting there sleeping in the seat, like all bundled up with their with their, the plastic bags. <laughs> I'm not making fun of homeless people. I'm sorry, no. I, 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 that's bad. I should not have done that. And they probably brought them from Athens. That way, they could be in a uh, basketball arena that has a roof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> I mean, I mean, remember the roof of the Georgia Dome? Speaking of Georgia basketball and roofs, uh, the roof of the Georgia Dome had an issue. Remember a few years ago, they had to move the SEC SEC tournament to Tech. Georgia won it that year with a losing record. Dennis Felton uh, and got in as a 14 seed. Um, so maybe that's a good sign, Blind Squirrel. Them dogs, they're coming. They're coming. Wait a minute, I'm playing my LSU Tigers. What if Coach O was the rowdy dude? Comes in there without his shirt on with paid LSU. We're going to get this done. We'll get this done today. I don't care. If, well, Matt McMahon is a very good coach. Um, the LSU Tigers. Uh, Against all odds. Go, go, go to Nashville and eat some average jambalaya. By the way, I printed up a shirt with a logo, and I, I want you guys to see it so bad, but I'm embarrassed. It's uh the t-shirt company I work with. Sometimes I give you like specials, like you get like 10 bucks and get whatever you want on a shirt. So I designed a beautiful oval shaped purple and gold average jambalaya, Dustin, Florida established 2021. I mean, it's great. I mean, you could put it on a trucker hat and you'd wear it, but I misspelled the word jambalaya. I, didn't, I spelled it J U. You went phonetic. You, you went, <laughs> you Jambalaya. <went>. Jambalaya. <laughs> I could not believe my – I wanted to just punch myself in the face. So, um, anyway, Haynes says, is Nashville the best place for the SEC tournament? I think so. Because uh, I think you're you're right there. All right, so you're right there with, with – Driving distance for multiple fan bases, right? Uh, you know, Alabama is not, 
is not that far, four or five hours. Auburn's four-hour drive. Kentucky's a three-hour drive. Vandy's in town. Tennessee's right there. Uh, you have, uh, having lived in Nashville, um, you have a large contingent or a decent-sized contingent of just about all of your SEC East and West teams uh, already there in Middle Tennessee. Plus, it's easy to get to. They have a great airport. Um, I, I, and I think it's uh, – I think it's a great place for it. I, you know, I, I I liked it when they had it at the Georgia Dome, but man, you get sixty five thousand Kentucky fans in there, and they would just because you you have yeah. so many tickets you sell to that thing because it's in a dome, and the Kentucky people just come straight down seventy five, and it was like a home football game. Um, I think this is a uh, it's a good spot. Clint says Greenville would be a good spot. Uh, yeah, Greenville's done great with uh, the NCAA tournaments they've had and. The, the SEC women's tournament. Uh, I don't know if the – I mean, with the men, what they do, it's it, it, they, they kind of decided this a few years ago. It's going to be in Nashville most years, but then every third or fourth year they're going to flip flip off. I, I think one um, – I think there's going to ha- they're going to have a tex- Texas – someplace in Texas soon. I mean, I can't uh-huh. imagine with mm-hmm. A&M with, – with Oklahoma and Texas coming into the league that Dallas maybe we can get on time to be Houston, something like that. But, uh, uh, New Orleans gets it every now and then. Tampa gets it every now and then. I'm tired of watching it's games in Arlington. Am I the only one that is done on that crap? <laughs> Jerry World? Jerry World. I'm not, I don't, I'm not impressed. I don't know. Don't want I've to never see been, I haven't been there. It's one of the stadiums I hadn't been to. A friend of mine, Saw a Taylor Swift concert there, and she she liked it. But, I didn't go in, uh, but I've seen it, and it's not you know doesn't look like the spaceship in Inglewood or anything like that. No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you there. Bill says Nashville will be better than Birmingham for the baseball tournament, but old Roy, Ray uh, included mm-hmm. loophole Hoover. I don't know mm-hmm. what that means. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, Hoover to me, I mean. Like, we're going to SEC Media Days this year. If it weren't Hoover, we probably wouldn't go. <laughs> you know, and it's nothing against it. I mean, I mean I'd, I'd much rather hang out in Nashville and talk ball for four days than hang out at the Galleria. I mean, basically Hoover, where they have it at Hoover, it's like the, the mall is there. Then the stadium's right around the corner. Hoover's nice. But, man, Nashville for the baseball tournament, could you imagine? I mean, it, who wouldn't go? Yeah. We had to sit there. I mean, that'd be freaking amazing. You got a base college baseball all day and Broadway at night and whatever, you know. Um, oh, so old Ray no, included Hoover. loved Hoover. I don't know. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, Greenville's done great if you ignore the roof fence opening and water on the basketball floor during the tournament. That was uh, a hell of a rainstorm. <laughs> not the finest hour <laughs> no. for uh, G Vegas. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. Don't forget, baseball headquarters Northeastern leads off tomorrow's show. We love the Help solving mailbag inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com. Congratulations to Clint for once again winning the oh. trivia. I've got to get more trivia. man. But uh, I'll get you all your gear and stuff in the mail soon. And we'll have another contest probably next week, maybe with different prizes. Uh, maybe maybe we'll have more frequent contests with smaller prizes every day. I don't know. Shoot, something like that. Anyway, got to get out of here. Love you guys. Inside the Game Guys the Show signing off. <laughs>